Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. To, to be honest with you, this has been one of those weeks and one of those days that I've really struggled on what I needed to say. And I've discovered that even in the midst of my struggling on what I need to say and stressing out, trying to know that I've got the, the, the right word for the right time, I've told you before, I don't, I don't pre-plan sermons for weeks and months ahead. I study, and I've got sermons built up, but I don't pre-plan what I'm going to do on Sunday morning because I want to be able to turn right if God says turn right. And I want to be able to, to disrupt the program if God chooses. This is a sanctuary, but it is also a hospital. Is it a place for rest? It is also an ICU. It's also a surgical room. It's also a delivery room. Yes. All right, so here we go. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. says this, if, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Listen to this verse, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Thank you so much. You can take your seat if you'd like. So here's the thing. I'm facing an impossible situation and I'm dealing with struggles in my life. I'm going through things that I never expected that I would. Perhaps I've made decisions that were wrong decisions and things such as that. But besides all of that, here I am today. My situation hasn't killed me thus far, and so I sit here today, and I'm struggling, I'm battling. I sit here today, and, and I recognize my need for a greater relationship with God. Whatever your situation is, here's the thing. There are battles that are going on today, and the greatest battlefield that you will ever uh, the or the biggest battlefield that you will ever deal with is the battle of your mind. Because it's in your mind where the enemy always comes to attack. It's in the mind that the enemy will always come and spread doubt, confusion, fear, worry, stress, and all the above. It's in your mind. 
If you can deal with your mind, you can deal with most anything that you will ever face. But sometimes the hardest struggle is when it comes to our relationship with God and what God's Word says that we struggle with the most. I am amazed at people and how they think sometimes that we'll read this Word from Genesis to Revelation and we'll talk about how awesome God is and how great and mighty He is and what He is able to do, what He has done for others, what I've watched Him do in somebody else's life, the victory that they're walking in. But yet, for some reason, when it comes to me, I cannot seem to ever get there. I cannot seem to ever get to the place where God is working in my life. I can't seem to ever get to the place where I'm walking in victory, where I'm walking on the cloud. It seems like that the cloud is always on the wrong end, and it's always raining in my life. Seems like that everybody around me has joy and peace. But right in the middle of the crowd of everybody laughing and having a good time, there I stand, I am depressed, I am struggling and battling in my mind. I'm just being real with you, okay? And all the time, I've got a good Bible study, I've got a good prayer life, but for some reason, I cannot seem to ever get to the place where I can walk in victory. I get victory on Sunday morning, and before I get back home, me and the husband or me and the wife are at each other. I'm threatening to stop the car and kick my child out on the side of the road. You see, here's the thing. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So that lets me know that if I have been born again, if I have given my life over to Jesus Christ and come under His authority, then I need to seek those things that are above. I need to recognize that the things on earth are ever-changing. They're ever-moving and they're never seeming to get any better. So if I keep my eyes on the things on earth, then that's going to keep me depressed. But child of God, you have been called to look vertically. See, the, the problem with my mind is that my mind always thinks on the horizontal plane. That's the reason that you react to what you see. You react to what you hear. 
And what you see and what you hear and what you smell determines the direction of your feet and the thinking of your mind. I know this is a little bit different today. But just be assured it's different for pastor too. Because we are so controlled by the horizontal. When God is saying, I want you to be controlled by the vertical. So here's the thing. In verse 2, the Bible says, set your mind on things above. Set. That word set means to establish your thinking. It's kind of like going to a thermostat in your living room because the temperature is too warm and you want to cool it down and you want to put it on freeze. So you go there and you, you punch the button and if it's on 73, you keep punching until it gets down to where the little thing just gets hot and starts smoking and says it's as cold as it will go. I don't forgot where I was even going with that illustration. But you see, what I've got to understand is that God has given us a way that we can control the atmosphere by His Word. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 26, in Isaiah chapter 26, beginning with verse 1, says that in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. I read that, and the Holy Spirit asked me the question. He said, what song are you singing? And when that question came to me, my weird way of thinking was, the first thing that came to my mind, y'all pray for me, was the old song that they used to sing on Hee Haw. <laughs> Gloom, despair, and agony on me. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression and misery. Some of y'all teenagers are looking at your, at your neighbor and saying, this guy has lost his mind. But that was the first thing that I thought when I read this, in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates, 
that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Now listen to verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusteth in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Think about this. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed. And that word stayed can go all the way over to Colossians where the writer of Colossians said, set your mind. In other words, you need to establish in your mind a God way of thinking. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Now, the problem is my struggle and my battle with my mind. I can't seem to keep my mind in line with what God wants me to think. Listen, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 21, There's a story there. Jesus, in verse 21, the Bible says that from that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. I want you to catch the picture that's being laid out here. Jesus is standing there. He's surrounded by his disciples and others. He begins to share with them and says, Guys, I'm, I'm about to move into another stage of ministry. I'm about to go to Jerusalem. And when I go to Jerusalem, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to face some suffering, some pain, and uh, it's not going to be from the Roman government, but it's going to start with people that claim that they know God. He said, and I'm going to have to suffer. They're going to kill me. And I'm going to be raised again the third day. Nobody heard the part about being raised again the third day. They only heard the part that Jesus was going to have to suffer at the hands of, of the elders and the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus was giving his heart to his disciples. He was revealing his mission to the disciples. He was, he was saying, this is the reason that I came. This is my purpose. 
Everything behind me has led me to this point. This is what I'm about to do. This is what's about to happen in my life. And this is where it's going to come from. The Bible says in verse 22 that Peter, Peter took Jesus and began to rebuke him. Say, be it far from you, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. So Peter, listening to what Jesus was saying there, said, oh my goodness. That can never happen, Lord. It can never be like that. And Peter began to rebuke Jesus. In other words, Peter began to tell Jesus, no, you can't. That, no, that, that can't be the will of God for your life. That can't be the purpose for God on your life. And he began to rebuke Jesus. Y'all. Jesus turned around and looked at Peter in verse 23. One of the strongest rebukes you will find in the New Testament. That Jesus turned around and looked at Peter and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Look in your Bible. You won't find a stronger rebuke nowhere. Jesus didn't even rebuke Judas like that. Here was Peter, one of the top disciples. Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, because you are an offense to me. And that word offense in the Greek simply means a stumbling block. Let me, let me give you something here before you start clapping. One of the reasons that you battle so much in your mind to be able to walk in the victory that God's called you in and to move in the direction that God wants you to go in is because you are surrounded by people like Peter that that don't understand your mission, they don't know your purpose, they don't know the call of God that you've got on your life, they don't know the destiny that God has called you into, they don't know the plan that God has for you. They wasn't there at midnight when you were laying in your living room, face down on the floor, weeping and crying and asking God to move in your life. They don't know the revelation that God has given you. They don't understand why you are moving in the direction that you're going. And so they're always saying, you don't need to do that. You don't need to go here. You don't need to go down there to McCullough. Them people down there is crazy. I've heard they speak in tongues and all that. Somebody even said they raise their hand and cry a lot too. 
I've often wondered why Jesus looked at Peter with such a strong and stern voice and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense. And the reason that I believe that Jesus did it with such sternness was this, that Jesus was saying, Peter, I am not going to allow you to say something out of your mouth that will get in my mind and try to detour me from the purpose that the Father has, has put me on this earth for. Think, listen, listen. You can be turned by words that people speak to you. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you have gotten up, you got your mind set on something that you need to do, and somebody starts talking to you, and they start giving you a suggestion that perhaps you need to do this, and later on that night, about midnight, you're laying in bed and you say, you know what? I totally forgot what my whole day was going to be about. Because somebody began to speak things into your mind that detoured your thinking. Listen, there is no doubt. There is no doubt in my mind that the Word of God is true. If, if I thought it wasn't true, you wouldn't be seeing him, me here today. I wouldn't be on a golf course. I'd be on a river or I'd be, I'd be somewhere living it up. But because I believe that the Word of God is the absolute truth, I believe every jot and every tittle of the Word. I believe that, though, listen, you might think, well, pastor, some of that in the New Testament's not for today. Well, I don't believe that. I believe that every word that come out of the mouth of God is meant for me. You might say, well, you're a little bit weird, a little bit crazy. Go ahead and call me weird, call me crazy. But at the end of the day, you're going to see me standing on the Word of God, believing every bit of it, believing there is nothing impossible with God. It doesn't matter. Listen, if there's a sick person there, I'm going to pray. I'm going to declare the Word over their life until there's nothing else there to pray over. Why? Because I've seen God do it before, and I believe and know that he could do it again. Making some of y'all nervous. I'll get back up here. Now listen. You can't allow people to place things in your mind that are contrary to what the Word of God says. You need to guard your mind. Guard your thinking. We have this battle at our house quite often. You don't need to be listening to that. Why? Because it corrupts your thinking. Why? Because it's not godly. Why? And then we make a shift. If you ask me why again, it's going to be bad. So, 
You see, you've got to understand the power of things that you allow to come into your mind. Here's the thing. Romans chapter 8, verse 5, and I'm, I'm fixing to close. I'm on the, on the runway. It's a long runway, but I'm there. Romans 8, verse 5 says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if I continue to think according to the things of this world, then I'm going to walk in a, in a state of death. But if I understand that the carnal mind is an enemy against God, it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then in verse 8, then those that are in the flesh cannot please God. And then in verse 9 it says, but you were not in the flesh. I'm just declaring that over you today. You're not in the flesh. You've been born again? Yes. You're not in the flesh. You know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You're not in the flesh. You got your name on a roll book at a certain church? You're in the flesh. No, I'm just kidding. Because that won't do you any good. You've got to have relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not just on Sunday, but it is seven days a week. Relationship with Jesus Christ. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be, that the spirit of God dwells in you. In verse 10 it says, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. It's one of my favorite verses. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. I'm going to say this, worship team, you guys go ahead and come, and I'm going to close. Notice Romans 8 verse 5 says, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. And I want, I want to leave you with this. How many of you have ever, maybe, maybe you city folks, probably not, but how many of you folks have ever had a stray animal to come up to your house? Stray dog or stray cat or stray people or whatever that just come up to your house. 
They stand there, they hadn't bathed in a while, and, and fleas all over them and all that. Let me tell you something about a stray. A stray is this, that if you ignore them, they'll go away. But if you feed them, they belong to you. Think about it. Think about it. See, you've got to quit feeding the stray thoughts that come to your mind. Because when you feed that thought, it becomes your thought. It belongs to you. All right? Some of y'all still didn't get that, so I'm going to have to elaborate just a little bit more. That pretty little girl that walks by, a pretty young lady, I should say, that walks by, that's wearing a dress that's a couple sizes too small. The first thought, she goes, now I'm looking over here. The second thought is, there she goes. I'm looking over here, but I think I'll get a second look. And you keep entertaining, even though your mind, your eyes are looking over here, your mind is still thinking about that, that just went by. I'm just being real, all right? You might not like it, but it's the truth. Some of you ladies the same way. And I just use that because that's the only thing I could think of, but that's <laughs> why I'm using it. You see, we entertain things. And we continue to entertain those things, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So can God do it? Will he do it? Greater than that, will he do it for me? Can I have the joy? Can I have the peace? Can I walk in the blessings of God? Yes, you can. How do I do it? I've got to keep my mind. I've got to guard my thoughts. I've got to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Would you stand with me, please?
I want to give you an opportunity this morning. If you want to come to the altar and pray, if you want to just stay where you are and pray, that's totally up to you. But I just really feel this morning that there are those that you've been battling and struggling. And just a simple message that I've just given to you is able to change your life.